More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame Never doubt it, it's time for the truth Here's our dude, you're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. Go to HaneyUniversity.com, register with your email. For my instructional videos, they go out weekly, and you will be on your way to playing better golf. You can also find out information about golf lessons from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So if you want to get better golf, and I'm sure you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, that is a way you can do it, simply by going to HaneyUniversity.com. All right, speaking of coaching, one of the big topics that goes on this time of the year is the firing of coaches. Now, that's primarily in the National Football League because this is the time of the year when coaches are let go and everyone is looking for the new coach to give new hope to the city, to the team, to the team owner. And the same thing holds true in in golf. But What got me thinking about this topic was talking uh, to friends and talking to, you know, fans of football. And it's amazing how many people, like, think they really know something about 
any particular sport when they really don't <laughs> know that much. What they are is they're fans, and they have a very limited insight as to really what happens. Now, I, I, I experienced this when I was coaching, you know, for 35 years on the PGA Tour and dealing with my beloved media, golf media, on a, on a daily, weekly basis because I would find myself so many times trying to educate these guys on, on what really was going on. I mean, the, the, from the learning process to the amount of time it took to, to make a change to what was really important in a player's game, what made a difference in them playing well and not playing well. I mean, it's just I, I, I felt like I was a doctor talking to a third grader most of the time, to, to be honest with you. Now, I don't know what grade level I would put at an average, like, football fan, but it would, they would not be graduate students. Let's just, let's just put it that way. So when I hear all these people talking about, you know, oh, this coach needs to go, this coach, you know, this coach is terrible, uh, he doesn't know how to, uh, you know, run the clock. There was a lot of that going on this, this weekend because there was some, some bad clock management, which, by the way, it's a lot easier when you're on the outside looking in. I mean, I, I always had the, the, the same kind of situations when I was coaching golf. I would stand on the, the practice tee before well, any round of golf, but let's just, I'll, I'll pick one in particular, the, the last round of a major championship. And you're standing on the, the, the driving range, and you watch a player warm up. I might be watching Mark O'Meara warm up. I might be watching Tiger Woods warm up. And you, you see something. You see, a, you see a bad shot. And you think, oh, boy, okay, that was a five-iron hook too much to the left. And then you think in your mind while you're standing there, you think, Oh, the first part three is five iron, and the pin's over on the the left. And if we hit that shot, I mean, we're we're in the hazard on the left, and this tournament's over. And then you think, you know, the on the twelfth hole is the same kind of shot. That's another five iron there, and if we hit that shot, you know, we really need to fade it in there, not hit a pull hook and if we hit that shot then the tournament's over there those are two key shots and you know the swing's kind of looking a little bit across the line a little coming too much from inside it's a, the, the the timing's not quite right at the bottom the club face is closing too much and then through your mind it's like should I say something should I not say something should I say something should I not say something and then you kind of think, you know what, let me just watch a couple more. And then you see, you know, another one of those shots. And it might just be two out of 50. But you see another one of those shots and you think, should I say something? Should I not say something? If I say something, am I opening a can of worms? Am I gonna, is he going to be thinking about this too much on the golf course? And is that worse than 
just hoping this shot doesn't happen like 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 I've seen it happen a couple times. And when I think back on on my like coaching career, there, there's been a you know a couple situations where that exact same thing happened. Like like here we are right before the final round, final round of a, of a major. I remember when Mark O'Meara won the the Masters in 1998, and he 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 played himself, you know, sort of, kind of into position. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't, it's not like he's leading the tournament by three or four shots. He's on the periphery of contention. Now, he ended up winning the 1998 Masters, but it's not like he, he had a big lead going in the last round. He was, he was trailing and had to come back. And I'll never forget, his wife comes up to me, she says, Hank, Hank, Mark's really playing good, so uh, you know when you're on the range, no matter what. And she she never get she'd never given me any advice at all before. Okay, this is what you call people who have no idea what they're talking about or doing, offering advice. Okay, this would be like a fan uh, tapping a football coach on the shul- shoulder and saying, you know, this is how you ought to ought to handle it. Uh, if it comes down to two minutes left in the game t- uh, today, and you need a drive to tie the game or win the game. And she says, "Is you know, Mark's playing really good. So uh, just, just even if you see something that you don't like, just, just tell him that uh, that that everything's good." And I looked at her like I looked at her like she was absolutely fucking nuts. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'll take care of the coaching, and why don't you just take care of being the wife, okay? And everything will probably work out for its best. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I think needs to be done at the time, and I'm not gonna hesitate to say something if I feel like it's the right time to say something. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna you know say something that doesn't work out. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna say something that that maybe is is wrong. Maybe I won't say anything, and maybe I'll regret it. That happened. That happened one time in, in my career. I mean, I, and and I can only think of one time, but it was the year that Phil Mickelson won the PGA in New Jersey at uh, Baltusrol, and Tiger was like a. I think he was like a shot behind Phil going the last round, and and I saw something on the driving range, just in one shot. And I thought, oh boy, um, that's got me a little scared. But the first hole has out of bounds on the left. And I was a little scared because I saw this, this shot go off to the right. And I thought, oh boy, you know what? Should I say something? Should I not say something? Should I say something? Should I not say something? And I thought, okay. If I say something, the correction I'm going to give them and the thought I'm going to tell them to think about is going to bring the left into play. And I wasn't so sure that the left was, that the out of bounds left was totally out of play. Uh, Now, if I don't say something, he may miss a few to the right. Matter of fact, he may miss the first ball to the right. But on that first hole, if he misses it to the right, he he can play from there and. If he misses it to the left and it's out of bounds, tournament's over before the round even got gone. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And I, and I, I, I thought about that for years and years and years. And I thought, you know, that was the one time. That was a regret. Tiger didn't win that day. Now, Mickelson played great. Tiger you know, finished second or third. I can't remember. But, but Mickelson played great. 
and it's, it was hard to catch Mickelson. He was always the player that that when when we would look at the leaderboard or I would look at the leaderboard, I'd think, you know, at a major championship, I'd always think, okay, what did Phil shoot? You know, this was back in the day. I thought, what did Phil shoot? What did VJ Singh shoot? What did Ernie Els shoot? Those were the players that had proven that they could finish, that they could win a major championship, and that you didn't want to spot a two, three, or four-shot lead going into the, the last round or somewhere in the last round because you weren't going to likely catch him. And, and, and Phil, for, for, for how people would talk about, you know, oh, he had trouble finishing here or there because of that one time where he, you know, obviously didn't finish at wing foot at the, at the U.S. Open. But, but Phil was a great finisher. You don't, you don't win as many golf tournaments as he did and as, win the major championships he did without being a great finisher. He had a phenomenal short game. That could bail him out a, a lot of times. And, and Tiger totally respected Phil's short game. He respected his game. And, and obviously, I, I did too. And Phil, Phil won that day at Baltusrol. But, but that was a regret that I had in my, in my coaching career. Probably the only time I could ever think of think that, that that happened where I really thought, you know what, I wish I would have said something. And I mentioned it. I mentioned to Tiger like the next week we were working on something and it was kind of what I'd seen at, at Baltusrol. And I said, you know, I saw this a little bit before the, the last round and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, didn't want to say anything because it was just slight and I didn't want to alarm you and this and oh man, he got pissed. Oh boy, he got pissed. You know, it's like, you know, don't ever fucking see something and not tell me again. I mean, and, and, and I and you know what? I I had regretted that. I regretted that. So, but but the fact is, is in all those times, you know, where I stood on the driving range and thought to myself, should I say something? Should I not say something? Should I say something? Should I not say something? That was the only time that I ever really looked back and then, you know what? I really wish I would have said something. That was the only time in like 35 years of coaching touring pros. But what happens is, is coaches make mistakes. Coaches aren't oblivious to pressure. They're not incapable of making mistakes, making bad calls, having bad days, having days that they, they wouldn't, wouldn't want back. Uh, it just, it happens. It's, it's, it's part of the game. But, but when people talk about, you know, this coach is terrible, this coach, I mean, and I always think to myself, okay, well, you know, okay, may, maybe he, maybe he is. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't watch hundreds of hundreds of hours of videotape. I don't know what the audible was that the quarterback keeps calling or the quarterback keeps missing after the coach has, has trained him and taught him what to look for. And I don't know what they're missing at the line of scrimmage. I don't, I don't know, you know, which players are, you know, missing their block or missing their assignment. That's making the coach look bad. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know all those things, but people are talking about like, you know what, this coach has got to go. They got to get a, They got to get a new coach. And my first, my first question is always really, well, well who are they going to get? Because these great coaches just don't, you know, they don't, just don't grow on trees. I mean, you just don't. Let me just go get another coach. Just go get a better coach. There's 32 teams in the National Football League. You know, uh, how many coaches are there on the PGA Tour that you can really trust that, that, that you know what, have just a, 
incredible proven track record. And and I and I'll tell you what, there's not that many. You you hear all these names of coaches. And Tiger had a bunch of coaches after, you know, he, he was done with, with me and, 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 you know, prior to me, it was Butch Harmon. And, and Butch and I had the best track records with Tiger in terms of major championship wins and win percentage and top tens. And it just so happens that, you know, we were the, the two most experienced coaches that, that he ever had had work with him. And experience definitely matters. Doesn't mean you're never going to make a mistake. Doesn't mean somebody doesn't have uh, else doesn't have great ideas or doesn't have some, you know, uh, a great spiel or, or you know, think they know. But when people say, you know, this coach, he, he needs to get a new coach. It's time for him to get a new coach. I like, or it's time for the team to get a new coach. I like, okay, like who are you going to get? So who are you going to get? You're going to hire. Somebody who's got experience, but if the person who's got experience is available, that means they haven't done great at their last stop. That's why they're available. Okay. Or you're going to hire somebody who's an up-and-coming assistant, and you hope that when they become the guy, you know, it's one thing to stand on the sidelines. It's one thing to stand outside the ropes. It's another thing to sit in the stands or sit in front of your TV and think, well, they should do this and they should do that. As you're looking from all these different camera angles that aren't available to the coach, okay? Uh, you're looking at all these different camera angles, slow motion replays, listening to all the announcers critique everything, which is what they're paid to do. But you think now you're going you're gonna to all of a sudden find somebody, some assistant coach that has never been the guy you know, it's different. You, you, you never know. They can they do all these interviews. It's just like this guy might be the do the greatest YouTube videos there are. Might be phenomenal at doing the YouTube videos. But how's he going to be on Sunday, standing on the practice tee when his players warming up, tied for the lead at the Masters? You, you're not you're not going to know. You're not going to know. It's just, and, and the percentage of guys that could probably do that, like the percentage of coaches that can just hop into the National Football League and all of a sudden be a great coach, that percentage is very, 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 very slim. How many of these, how many of these new coaches, National Football League, how many of these new coaches, they hire five, six, seven, eight, nine every year. How many of them go on to have some great career with their team. Not very many. Very, very few. So when people say they need a new coach, I think, okay, who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? And when you change everything, you know, now you're not, you're changing, you're changing all your terminology. You're changing your, the voice that the co- players are hearing is all the coaches are different. And yeah, you, maybe you're going to gain something. But you're going to maybe lose a lot, too, because now you lose the continuity that you had. And that's, the, that's the, the thing. You know, I always say, you know, a goal without a plan is nothing but a dream. So you have to have a plan. You have to have the patience to let the plan work. And then you also have to know, hey, when is it time to, you know, bail on the plan and kind of start, start anew? You know, I mean, let's, this plan is not working, and we've tried it enough, 
and we're going to go ahead and, 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 and go a different direction. Eventually, that day always comes. They always say there's, there's two kinds of coaches. Those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. Those are the only two kinds of coaches. There's Hall of Fame after Hall of Fame after Hall of Fame after Hall of Fame coach that has been fired. I was listening to Tony Romo, and he was talking about, about that because he was, he was praising Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Buffalo Bills, and he was saying what a great defensive coordinator he is and how his defenses are always top 10 and top 2 or whatever, and, and he, you know, they'd had a great year, and he was a great coach, and he produces over and over again. And he had his shot at being a head coach, and it, and it, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't go great. And they're thinking, well, you know, is he going to get a, a, another shot? You know, Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest coach ever in the NFL. Uh, you know, his, his record would certainly say that. Uh, you know, he, he did not succeed the first time he was a head coach. So yeah, you, never, you, you never know. You, you never know. And when, you, when I see, you know, golf coaches and hear people talk about golf coaches, they say, well, you know, this guy needs a new coach or he should try a new coach or he should, you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Colin Morikawa, he 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 gave up the 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 big lead at the uh, Century Tournament Champions at Maui. Okay, everybody was going. You know, he's got the he's got a new team. He's got the a new putting coach. He's got a short game coach. He's got a this. He's got a that. He's got his new team, and 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 everybody on the team is 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 getting credit, and everyone on the team is getting praised. And I'm watching guys on the team that are getting interviewed on TV, and I've never even seen these guys before. I'm like, who is this guy? And he's on there, and and I saw the one guy, the short game coach. And he's he's getting interviewed on the Golf Channel, and he said, well, you know, I, I've been doing. I, I've, I've worked with them, you know. We, I knew so and so, and he knew so and so, and and that's how we kind of got to talking, and 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 you know, we've talked on you know Facetime or Zoom or something. He said, but you know, I kind of met him for the first time a couple weeks, and next thing you know, he's on TV, and he's he's like talking about you know, uh, you know, uh, how he's the the, the short game. Co- I and mean, I'm like, really? I, I mean, it's like. <laughs> It's a little early to be doing that, isn't it? I mean, show some results. And the results were there for the first three rounds, and everybody's gloating, and the coaches, and the this, and the that, and everything's great. But Colin Morikawa was, you know, he he was 155th last year or something in 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 uh, in, in putting, or 131st or something on putting on the PGA Tours, 180th, 181st the year before. He's a below-average putter. He was, he was, he was leading after three rounds in putting at the, you know, Kapalua, the Century Tournament Championship. And and people act like, oh, he he had a lesson, and the next thing you know, he's going to be number one putter on tour. Like people think that there's there's some secret that some coach knows. That could take you from 181st in putting to first on the PGA Tour, and all you got to do is take a lesson for a, a few days or a week or a couple weeks or whatever it is. There's some there's some lesson that could get. Well, first off, it doesn't work like that. And second off, if it did look, work like that, which it doesn't, but if it did work like that. Every other guy on the tour would immediately go to this guy, and now it would be an even playing field because everybody's taking lessons. Everybody's taking putting lessons from this guy. If this guy has some secret that can get you from 181st on tour to first in putting, I promise you, every single person on tour would go see that guy. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're back to square one. Now everybody's getting the same information, and we've got to start all over again. We've got to find somebody else that's, that's got the, the, the new secret. So, so coaches come and go. Fans like to see them go because they give fans hope that things might, might be better. I had this discussion about the, the Arizona Cardinals. And, I, you know, and, and, oh, they had a bad year. And Cliff Kingsbury, and he's, you know, they're going like, oh, he's, you know, they need to get rid of him. He's not a good head coach. And I'm like, you know, they don't really have that much talent. Las Vegas and the bookmakers ha- had him winning like like eight games this year. I mean, that's what, you know, they 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 judged the talent. They had him winning eight games. Okay, well, they missed their top receiver, and they had their quarterback injured. Top receiver Hopkins was out for six games. The quarterback was injured. They got off to a bad start to the beginning of the year, and they ended up winning, what, four games or something. And, you know, Bill, oh, it's terrible. Well, I mean, yeah, four games instead of eight, but they weren't going to win twelve. They don't. They don't have the. They don't have any talent. But they get a new coach. Get rid of that guy. Get rid of. And everybody's. Oh God, I'm glad they got rid of that guy. Oh, he's terrible. You know. All right. Well, who are you going to get? Well, we'll see who they get. Okay. You know, maybe they'll get somebody that'll 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 
do a lot better. Maybe they'll get somebody that, that can help the team overachieve. But for sure, they need to have better talent too. But you know what they really get is they get hope. They hope, they hope they're going to play better. Maybe the players have hope, so they work harder. Maybe the owner has hope, so he has a, a little bit of patience. Maybe the fans have hopes. <laughs> this is a good one. So the fans have hope, so they buy tickets. Okay, you know what? Isn't that what it's really all about? Don't you think? I mean, that, that's 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 one of the main reasons why these owners have to change coaches. They can't fire all the players. They got to get get new coaches. It's the same thing in golf. You know, players players get older. They stop working as hard, and. Next thing you know, they think, you know, maybe if I tried something else, maybe if I, maybe there's somebody else that could give me some, an idea and I could play better, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, the, maybe there's a different idea out there that'll help me. And what they really, you know, are saying is, is, you know, I, I'm just, you know, they, they're not going to admit this. Okay. But they're, they're, they're really like, maybe not working as hard, maybe not practicing as hard as they used to, maybe they're not as physically fit as they used to be. You know, I, I've seen this so much in, 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 my, in my coaching career. I, I, I remember I, I had a, a student, Emily Klein. She played on the LPGA Tour. I taught her since she was five years old. Okay, uh, She's probably like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, not the most athletic girl i remember one one day we were over at our, uh one of my students houses and we were we were actually we were, this was you know years and years and years ago and all the kids were in the pool playing water volleyball and i thought wow she is not very coordinated you know i mean like it was like an eye opener and she couldn't hit it very far but she was an incredible mind she was an incredible she was a great student and, and, and played great. She, she won the U.S. Junior. I think she won the NCAA. She won the Women's British Open. Not the most talented person. Certainly didn't hit it very far. One day she said, you know what? This is after, I think, after winning the Women's British Open, which to me was a huge, huge, a humongous overachievement to win that tournament. And she said, you know, I want to be number one in the world. And I thought, oh, my God. I mean, that, first off, I mean, it's nice to have a dream. I'm thinking to myself, I'm not like taken back by the comment. And I thought, <laughs> you don't have enough talent to be number one in the world. That is not going to happen. Now, I didn't say that, but I was thinking, you know what else I was thinking? I was thinking, my days as a coach are numbered. Because if the goal here is to be number one in the world, you are eventually going to have to look someplace else for help because it is not happening with Hank Haney coaching you. What happened is an incredible career winning a major championship on the LPGA Tour and a huge, huge overachievement because she worked so hard, had such a great attitude. But you're gonna you're gonna need a reason. You're gonna need you're gonna need an excuse when it doesn't happen, and it's gonna be the coach. That's just kind of the that's kind of that's kind of the way it is. That's the way it works. Same thing in golf. Same thing in football. And that's why you know guys change their. I've coached over two hundred players in my career. 
on the PGA Tour. How many of those guys were kind of moving on in their career to the latter part of their career where they start looking for this and that and anything that could maybe help them? Maybe the grind isn't as much as it used to be. Maybe they don't work as hard as they used to be. Maybe the want and the the will isn't as much as it used to be because they've they're already pretty comfortable, and they're thinking, oh, yeah, I wonder if I could maybe maybe what this guy says, maybe what that. Could. And my point is, is of those two hundred players, so many of them, so many of them uh, are, are on a, uh, many coaches' resumes. They've gone from here to here to here. And you know what? All the coaches, all those coaches are good coaches. All those players were great players. But at the end of the day, a coach can only do so much. But you get judged by the record. That's the way the game works. And that's why at the end of the day, there's only two kinds of coaches. Those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. And it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's all the same. But I get the biggest kick. It doesn't matter if it's golf, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, soccer. I don't care what it is. When they all start, the fans think they know. <laughs> and 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 really? I mean, you, you really think you know. And how do you know this? From watching TV, you know this? No. Yeah, fans don't know quite as much as they think they know. That's the bottom line. Now, some of you are fans, and you know that. But other people, they, they're, they're pretty convinced they know. All right, that's my little rant for today on coaching. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you've got the arthritis pain, make sure you try my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream by going to voodoopainrelief.com. You can get a free two-week supply. And I hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.